tonight. Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! What is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist, welcoming you to our weekly NFL Las Vegas Quick Fix episode with myself and my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather and former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, Mr. Alan Dell, make every single pick against the spread, talking about week seven of the NFL season and a lot of games on the docket, including a special 9.30 a.m. ball game at Wembley Stadium in London with the Tennessee Titans against the Los Angeles Chargers. Mr. Allendale, your boy Mariota can barely throw with two hands, let alone a couple fingers. He's still dealing with that lingering hand injury all season. It seems like, what do you got in this game? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I like the Chargers a lot. As I said, I, they're maybe they're in the top four in the league. Don't be surprised if they make it to the Super Bowl. He's high. You had him in, your, uh, yeah, in the top four of your power rankings this past weekend. And Chargers uh, opened the week favored by seven, now favored by six and a half. What do you got in this game? Yeah, they, they've won three straight. Uh, Rivers got 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. Tennessee hasn't, hasn't had a touchdown in eight straight quarters. I don't see that changing that much. I like uh, the Chargers winning 29-10. Go 29-10 for you, so easily covering the spread in that one, albeit a low-scoring game. And I, and I see where the low-scoring game comes in comes into your final score prediction because the Titans' offense has just been that bad. But, I don't know, Chargers coming off a big surprising win on the road against Cleveland last week. I, I don't know, they've been kind of an up-and-down team over the last couple of years. I, I don't see them completely dominating the Titans. I think the London game and the traveling switches things up a little bit. In this one, if it was at home, I'd take the Chargers to cover the spread, but it's not. And on a neutral field, I think the Titans are good enough to bounce back and, and play good on defense, keep up a little bit. I got the Chargers 31-26, to 26, higher scoring game than what Vegas is predicting, then Chargers not covering the spread. I'm taking the Titans with the spread on that one to beat that. New England Patriots in our first 1 o'clock game of the day at the Chicago Bears, a, a game that, that could be – very high scoring. We've seen the Bears' offense come to life over these last few weeks. Matt Nagy's offense finally starting to hit strides with Mitch, Trub- Mitch Trubisky and all the weapons they have in that offense. And the New England Patriots are, are playing uh, just as good as football as any other team in the league right now. New England, a road favorite, albeit only by two and a half points. What do you got in this game, yeah. uh, New England, two and a half? The stat that I love is the Patriots are 57 and 18 under Belichick on the row when they face a quarterback 25 years or younger, and that's the case in this situation with Mitch Trubisky. You're making me look bad, uh, man. They haven't won on the road this year. I think they're going to get one. They're going in a good direction. The Bears are up and down. We don't know if Khalil Mack will play. I like New England 28-17. And that's, and that's a big factor if Cleo Mack plays or not. And that defense was shredded by Brock Osweiler and the Dolphins last week. They're back at home now. Hopefully the defense can bounce back and keep things competitive. I think this has a chance to be a very exciting game, maybe one of the most exciting games of the weekend. But I don't think that the Bears have enough to beat the Patriots, even at Soldier Field. I got the Patriots just covering the spread. Close game, 27-24. to Cleveland Browns at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team used to cover Mr. Allen Dell. Bucks opened the week favored by three points in this game. Famous Jameis back at home. Now they're favored by three and a half points. I don't know. The, the defense is so suspect. They fired Mike Smith, but that's not going to solve all their problems. 
I've got Cleveland outright in the road to win this game 28-27. I think they're a better football team. I think their record will indicate that as the season moves along. And, and I just don't see the Bucks defense being able to stop Baker and all the weapons he has. I think Baker has a coming out party, so to speak. Give me four touchdowns for Baker Mayfield. I got the Browns 28-27. What do you Cleveland! got? Yeah, uh, they fired Mike this Smith, but they still have the – they didn't fire the defensive players. They're still there, so they're not not, not going to make much difference. Jameis Winston, uh, he's lost 10 of his last 11 starts. Damn! Including his return from a three-game suspension last week in Atlanta. I don't see much change, and, I, and they've given up a lot. Tampa Bay has had a reputation of making stars out of quarterbacks – receivers, running backs that haven't played much or new, and I think I see that happen in this one. I like Cleveland 34-31. And, and you look at just the, the quarterback thing that you mentioned with the Bucks defense, and I think you look at Baker Mayfield, he, he's primed for a big game. David Njoku, the tight ends, come on as of late. They made the big trade this week, getting rid of Carlos Hyde for a fifth-round pick, and now Nick Chubb, the exciting rookie from Georgia, steps into that backfield. He's getting his first start, and I think it could be a big one. I, I know the Bucks secondary is more suspect than the line in terms of giving up the pe- pass versus the run, but I think all the all the playmakers on the Browns offense this week are, are in for a big game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Cleveland win by more than the one point that I picked them by. The Detroit Lions at the Miami Dolphins, an interesting one. I'm not sure how this one really plays out. We saw the Dolphins p- play better than expected last week against the Bears and, and sneak out that win on the last-second field goal. Detroit opened the week as one-point road favorites. Now they're three-point road favorites in this one. I, I I take Detroit just because the quarterback factor in Matthew Stafford over Brock Osweiler, but maybe the Dolphins have better playmakers and maybe they have a better defense in, in, term, in terms of the offensive playmakers and just a better defense overall. Their secondary has been quite good this year. I got Detroit eking out a close game on the road, not covering the spread. Lions 26, Dolphins 24. What say you in this yeah, one? Yeah, the, the uh, Dolphins are starting Brock, Brock Osweiler instead of Ryan Tannehill, and I think that might be a plus. So I don't know what they're worried <laughs> it's about. It's possible. Well, Osweiler's shown to be pretty damn bad in the past, but, hey, he had a career game last week, so maybe it continues. Maybe, maybe fresh scenery and, and new place for him is all he needs. They apparently found a good receiver who's been there for a while but really excelled last week in Albert Wilson, who leads the NFL with 324 yards after the catch. Word. Uh, and that's that's pretty good. The Lions rank seventh in the league against the pass, but they are 30th against a run. So 35-year-old Frank Gore, who's probably about 100 in football years, will be there. But I think, I think uh, somehow the Detroit defense – it's going to shine Osweiler, go back to being Osweiler. I like Detroit 24-17. Yeah, the thing that worries me about the Dolphins, and, and they have a two, they, they have a good two-headed backfield with Gore and Kenyon Drake as a cha- change of pace option and a, and a passing option for checkdowns with Osweiler. But if the Lions get ahead early in this game, you could see the Falcons – I'm sorry, you could see the, the Dolphins abandon the run, which means Osweiler gonna have to be, is going to have to try to use his arm to come back and win this game for Miami, and I just don't see – that happened, and he needs the run game to lean on to give the Dolphins the chance. And, and I, don't, I don't know if I see that game flow working out in his favor this weekend, especially with the Lions coming off a bye with an extra week to prepare. Carolina at Philadelphia, I think one of the games in terms of two teams that are close in terms of their overall talent on both sides of the ball. And, and Philly playing at home, opened the week as four-point favorites. Now they're favored by four and a half. I see this being one of the closer games of the weekend, I, I think I think a lot of the as we go through our picks for week seven, a lot of these games I think are going to be closer than we th- than we thought uh, in terms of the spread. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, to see a few more overtime games this weekend. Maybe another t- tie to add to what we've had already this year. I think Wentz is looking better 
the 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 running back situation is still working itself out. They have Smallwood, they have Clement. Sproles is out this week, but Alshon Jeffrey's proven to be now that he's back healthy from his injury, one of the better better receivers in the league, especially in the red zone and at the goal line. I like Philly to win this one at home in a close one. I don't have them covering the spread though. I got the Eagles thirty four, the Panthers thirty one. What say you? Yeah, well, let's not forget about Cam Newton. Uh, when everybody's talking about Wentz, he's really come on strong, especially especially recently. Uh, eight touchdowns, one interception, completing 68% of its, his passes. But uh, Cam Newton is is in a load. He can run. He can pass. He's got – I see uh, Christian McCaffrey falling, breaking out this week. And I, I like Carolina 20-17. to 17. All right, so you got Carolina outright on the road and an upset in that one. How about moving on to the Buffalo Bills starting Derek Anderson? You mentioned Frank Gore being 100 in football years. Derek Anderson might be up there with 35. him. 35. Yeah, exactly. 35 equals 100 in football years. So especially the guy like Derek, Derek Anderson, who many prior to last week and this past week in practice reports didn't even know if he was still in the league anymore. Hello. Not. He's, he's, he's had starts in the past for Carolina. He obviously started for the Browns for, for a short time in the past as well. But anything better, anything better than Nathan Peterman at this point. I, if, if Nathan Peterman was getting the start, I would pick Indy to win by at least 21 points or any team because Peterman is that bad, absolute worst quarterback in the NFL. First, first string, second string, third string, it simply does not matter. But with the game tape being short on Anderson, I don't know if he's going to come in there and start slinging it around, but I think he keeps the turnovers lower than Peterman would and I think Indy's offense has struggled a little bit. They've been a little up and down. I know Andrew looks on pace to break the all-time passing attempts record this year. I think he's going to do that. But I don't know if Indy is going to be as efficient in the red zone. And I think Buffalo's defense is one of the best in the league, especially over the last three weeks. So I've got Indy winning by seven, not covering the spread. Indy favored by seven and a half. I got the Colts in my lowest scoring game of the week, Colts 23 Bills 16. What do you got in this one? What's that? I, I like Derek, Derek Anderson. I, I remember when he uh, filled in for Cam Newton way back in the day. He, he always did a good job. A lot of people, for whatever reason, thought he was older than he was. He was about 30 at that time. Uh, in his favor, the Colts have lost four in a row, and they rank 26 in the NFL against the pass and 30 in points allowed. So that, that's in his favor. Nathan Peterson, as you said, won't be there. To, Peterman, yeah. Peterman to throw picks and so forth. Uh, and I, I think and he's got enough. I don't think Buffalo's got anything. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> even though Derek Anderson may do something, but it's not going to be enough. Indy 28-13. I just hope we can win a game. So covering the spread for you as well. Minnesota Vikings at the New York Jets. Kirk Cousins taking the upstart Vikings on the road against Sam Darnold, who's been playing well the last few weeks. Vikings favored by three and a half points in this game. I'm surprised it's not more than that, to be honest. I think the Vikings are a clear-cut better team, although the record might not indicate the Jets at three and three overall. They're two and one at home. The Vikings three, two and one. And on the road, they have one loss, one win, and one tie. So what gives? I think the Vikings, they've won back-to-back games. I think they have more momentum coming into this. Obviously, better playmakers on the offensive side of things. Kirk Cousins, although the Jets' defense provides more pressure and they're more blitz happy than a lot of defense in the leagues. Kirk Cousins leads the NFL in terms of quarterback rating under pressure. And I think this game suits him well in terms of what the the Jets do well on defense and what his strengths are. Give me the Vikings to cover the spread in this one. I've got the, I got Minnesota 30, 
Jets 20. What do you got well, in this I'll one? tell you what I got. I got the Jets winning this game. Why? Why? Oh, okay. my goodness. They're going to use their running game to keep, to maintain ball control, run the clock. They have two good running backs. And against Isaiah, the Vikings' run defense? You're yeah, crazy. Against, okay. uh, with Isaiah Crowell and Malau Powell. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, the Jets are, are averaging 130.5 yards rushing per game. Crowell rushed for five touchdowns and 430 yards. Point well taken. Uh, over Denver a couple of weeks ago, or in week five. Uh, so I, I like them. They're going to play ball control. Sam Darnold will do just enough to get the team going. This will, this is my upset pick of the week, Jets 28, Minnesota 24. He's high, man. He's hallucinating, smoking that shit. He's high. Oh, my God. Upset special galore right there, Mr. Allen Dell. I mean, don't, you haven't you, heard you, it you, here you, first. You talk about Crowell with the rushing yards. Keep in mind that more than 200 of those 400 rushing yards came in one game against the Broncos defense. So I don't know if I'd be using the season totals to justify against one of the top 10, if not top five, run defenses in well, the, the Vikings. Well, the Broncos defense looked awful good uh, against Arizona. But uh, any any, de Arizona. any defense is looking good against Arizona this year. I'm just going to tell you that. That's a fantasy streaming defensive matchup all day long. Vikings are a Super Bowl contender. I had them going to the NFC Championship game this year and losing to the Saints. I still think they're that high quality and caliber of a football team. Give me the Vikings all day to cover the spread in this one. This is my probably third favorite game of the week. I love Cleveland over Tampa. I think that's an all-day lock for me. This would be probably my third biggest of the week. We're going to get to the other one in a second, but first we're going to get to the division matchup with the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. It seems like the Texans are so banged up and, and, and playing bad and struggling on offense, but yet here they are tied for first in the division with three straight wins under their belt. The Jaguars have lost two in a row, so what's going to give in this game? Jacksonville has a home field advantage, sure, but they're just not the same team without Leonard Fournette. They're not the same offense. Blake Bortles is not the same quarterback without Leonard Fournette. Their defense hasn't looked the same either. Jalen Ramsey's been banged up a little bit. They forced a lot of turnovers last year, and they scored a lot of defensive touchdowns, and sometimes those things balance out. Mr. Allendell, you've been told You've been known to say that stat once in a while that touchdowns don't keep up in terms of defensive touchdowns from year to year. And maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars as a whole on both sides of the ball are taking a big step backwards this year. I've got the Texans to upset the Jags on the road in this one. Jacksonville favored by four at home. This is one of my other lowest scoring games of the week. I got Houston 22, Jacksonville 17. When will Blake Bortles be benched? That's a question we'll be asking very soon in the next couple of weeks. I just don't know if they have a, a viable backup on their roster. What do you got in this game, Mr. Allendale? Yeah. Um, well, Jacksonville has given up 70 points in the last two games. God Everybody's damn. asking, what's, a, what's wrong with the Jags' defense? Maybe it's Blake Bortles. He, and also Leonard Fournette has been out. So that, that ball control that runs a lot of time off the clock isn't there anymore. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been sacked the league high 25 times, uh, so that's good for Jacksonville. I, I think Jacksonville is going to rebound. Uh, it's going to be a tight one. I, I like the Jags winning 17-16. I, I agree with the pass rush working in their favor in this one, and I know Watson's been sacked a lot and he's been banged up a little bit, but I think he does enough, and I think he's more of a he's a, more of an explosive player. Deshaun Watson is than Dak Prescott was, who completely tore up the Jags last week. The Texans should take a little bit from the Dallas Cowboys playbook and what they did to game plan against Jacksonville, and I think they used that in a key division matchup here. Let's move on to my second lock of the week, the New Orleans Saints at the Baltimore Ravens. Saints coming off a bye. Drew Brees 
is playing Baltimore. Baltimore is the only team in the NFL that Drew Brees has never beaten in his career. I think that changes this week. Baltimore is favored by three at home. I've got New Orleans outright on the road to win this game. They just placed Ted Ginn on IR, which means open the doors for Traquan Smith, the explosive rookie wide receiver, to make big plays downfield. Cam Cam Meredith stepping into his own in the slot role for them. So he has Michael Thomas. He's got Meredith. He's got Smith. He's got Kamara. He's got Ingram back. The Saints just have way too many weapons to spread the ball around against a tough Ravens defense, but the Ravens haven't played an opponent or an offense of this high quality yet this year. Saints are a Super Bowl team, in my opinion. I had them making that. I have them making the Super Bowl in our preseason picks. I will stand by that pick now. I think their defense gets a little better. This is a close game, a high-scoring game, but I have the Saints prevailing 33-30. to 30. What do you have in this one? How do you pay, man? Well, the Saints uh, lead the league in scoring. They're averaging 36 points a game. Uh, the Ravens have, have allowed the fewest points per game, 12.8, so it's a classic matchup of offense, defense. But you got Drew Brees, and then for the Saints, you got Mark Ingram, who's, who's back now. Can't return last week to join Alvin Kamara. I, I just don't like betting against uh, Drew Brees, especially the way he's been playing. He's got a lot more weapons on offense. I, I see this. Uh, I think Baltimore's going to give up their most points, perhaps, for the season. I like the Saints winning 27-17. So a big win for the Saints for you on the road. Ten-point win for them. Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins in the biggest toss-up division in the NFC for sure, the NFC East. Washington still sitting at first place with with a 3-2 and two record. Cowboys and Eagles right behind at 3-3. Three and three. Obviously, the Cowboys with the huge blowout win over Jacksonville last week. Do the Cowboys keep the momentum rolling and get a road win this week, Mr. Allen Doe? What do you got yeah, in this game? Yeah, the Cowboys have won eight of their last ten against the Redskins, including five straight in Washington. Uh, and that's against Kirk Cousins, too, and I think that's a downgrade at quarterback now with Alex Smith. And the, the line opened up to start the week with Washington favored by one at home. This game's now a straight-up pick em, which means you know Vegas, when they handicap these games, you give three points to the home team. That means that Vegas is saying they think the Cowboys are three points better in, in terms, terms of these two teams playing on a neutral field. Will the home field advantage do any good for the Redskins? Well, what's your score in this game? Well, I, I, I think it's going to be a really close game. It's going to come down on the wire. And I, I like Washington 21-20. 21-20 for you. I've got Washington 24-21. to The home field advantage does it for me. And I think this Washington Redskins defense is, is pretty darn good. I, I know that we're, we're a little biased, biased because of the poorest performance they had on Monday Night Football a few weeks back. But outside of that game, they've been pretty good on the defensive side of things. And their offense can only get better from here. It's been pretty low on the season, Alex Smith is still getting used to Jay Gruden's offense, and they've been banged up a little bit at receiver, to say the least. The Redskins get it done. Adrian Peterson, talking about ground control in this game, it's, it's going to be good to see. Interesting matchup to see Zeke Elliott, the young buck, going up against the old head and Adrian Peterson, two classic kind of ground-and-pound type running backs in that one. I think it's going to be a good game for sure. Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers, our last 4 o'clock game of Week 7. Rams open up the week favored by 10.5 on the road. It's now 9.5 on the road for the Rams. And this is a Niners team. Well, yeah, we get it. Garoppolo's not there. And CJ Beathard is only a second-year guy. He, they spent the draft pick on him in, in his rookie season. And, yeah, they signed Garoppolo, but Beathard's shown a lot of improvement. He's actually been a, quite a good quarterback in, in his last half of last season and going into this year as a starter as well. I don't think he's just a pushover type of quarterback. He can make plays downfield. He's got Marquise Goodwin back healthy. You saw the big plays Monday night against Green Bay, a game they should have won, by the way, should've on the could've. road. Should have, should have, should have, could have. It shows you that they can 
they, that they can compete. And this is a 1-5 team going up against a 6-0 and team. I don't know if it's as simple as that, saying, oh, the Rams are just going to beat them by 20, 30 points. I think this is a closer game than we think it's going to be. The Rams are not invincible. They win this game. They go to 7-0, and but they do not cover the spread. Give me the Rams 35, Niners 26. Niners have enough on offense to keep pace and beat the spread in this game. What say you? Well, I think C.J. Beathard showed his true self in the last half of uh, the Green Bay game last week when he couldn't do anything when they really needed him. So uh, the Rams are, are number one in the league in total offense. They have so many weapons. San Francisco, do they have any weapons? I don't think so. But y'all I say think the Rams are going to cruise 34-14. Ooh, blowout game for you. 20-point win. For the Rams. How about Sunday Night Football? My beloved Bungles, their hearts broken and ripped out of our chest last week with the last second touchdown to Antonio Brown. Mr. Allendale, you called it. You said Bengals fans were going to get their hearts broken. It just, that's you the were right. That's the I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. In the past, in a game like that, where the Bengals were 4-1, and one, the Steelers were 500, coming into Paul Brown Stadium, yada, yada, yada. In the past, the Bengals would have been annihilated and blown out and you know what they were competitive and you know what Andy Dalton led them down the field led them down the field with under two minutes to go and scored the game the uh, the go-ahead at the time game winning touchdown I'm not going to take all negativity coming out of that game for the Bengals they're still a good football team maybe they're not as as good as the Steelers the Steelers are have have been one of the better if not one of the best football teams in the league the last few years then they got off to a slow start, okay? I still think the Bengals are going to compete for this division title. The Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers are all playoff-quality football teams, in my opinion. But having said that, going to Arrowhead Stadium, playing against Patrick Mahomes, and what you could argue you could argue the most explosive offense in the AFC, maybe the most explosive offense in the NFL. We, we know the Chiefs' defense is bad, and I think this could be the, the most – this could be the highest-scoring game of the week i just think that the chiefs offense playing at home is a little more firepower than what the Bengals offense can do to keep up i've got the chiefs as much as it breaks my heart to win this game by 10 points cover the six point spread chiefs 34 Bengals 24 what do you got in this one? yeah this is going to be billed as andy dalton versus patrick mahomes uh shootout oh, but i think mahomes has better weapons just Justin Tariq Hill and tight end Travis Kelsey. The Bengals' defense hasn't been much better. Uh, they're ranked 29th in the NFL, allowing four, almost 410 yards per game. Yeah, two bad they're, defenses in this game for sure. And then their pass defense is, uh, has given up the fourth, fourth highest total in the league. So I, I, the, this could be a wild shootout. Andy Dalton usually comes up short in those games. Was Cincinnati terrible. fans, again, Get ready. Your hearts are, are going to be broken. We're going to pick up the truck to pick up the pieces. KC 36, the 30 over Cincinnati. I, the, the, you can't get your hearts more broken than losing at home on a last-second touchdown to a division rival in the Steelers. So even if the Bengals lose this game, you got to take solace in the fact that they have a bounce-back home game against the Bucks in Week 8 looking ahead on the schedule. They're, they're a game that you could think they would try to p- pencil in as a, as a victory even if they lose this one. So – it's 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 going to be a tough schedule for the Bengals looking ahead just as, as a Bengals fan because after that game in week eight against the Bucks they play the Saints, they play the Ravens, then the Browns, Broncos, Chargers. It's it's a tough schedule for the Bengals. I think if they finish 9-7, and seven, 
10 and 6. That, that's maybe the best you can hope for at this point, the way things are looking. Joe Mixon's going to be the key in that game for them. If, if he can control the ground and they can keep clock possession in their favor, maybe they have a chance at the end to win this game. We'll see. Monday Night Football, a, another game that people are calling potential shootout here. I'm going the opposite way, a little contrarian on this one. The Falcons are favored by four points at home against Eli Manning. The Giants' defense, yeah, they're not that great. The Falcons' defense has been very bad, but what happens when a very bad defense plays against an even worse quarterback? Maybe things balance out a little bit. Eli Manning, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, without a doubt. I got the Falcons 27-19 to in a fairly low-scoring game, taking the under on this one in a game that's 54 points on the over-under. I, I got I got quite a little bit under that. What, what do you got in this game? Yeah, well, the Giants have lost three straight, but they've become the NFL soap opera. Will Odell say something bad? about Eli or some of his teammates. Why is everyone afraid to tell Eli, hey, take a seat on the bench? It's just a catastrophic drama. But Atlanta's really hurting, and we don't know if Calvin Ridley or Mohamed Sanu will play, neither practice on Thursday. So you don't know if they're going to play. They've, they've got so many injuries on defense. Uh, they managed to beat the Bucs in, in a, I don't know if you call it a shootout in a defenseless game. But New York right now is so bad. They got Saquon Barkley. He's their main weapon. He's the guy they ought to right now build the whole offense around him. He should be the guy. He's, the, he's really the most valuable player right now on the Giants. More so than Aldell Beckham. But oh, without a doubt. Receivers are never most valuable players, or rarely if you have a Jerry Rice. I, Atlanta is going to have enough. Their defense is basically in shambles, but so is the Giants' offense. So I like Atlanta pulling this one out 34-31. Mr. Allendale taking the over on the Giants-Falcons Monday Night Football. Well, that does it for our weekly NFL Las Vegas Quick Picks episode. We'll be back next week with more NFL content, our weekly NFL Rants and Rays podcast earlier in the week, and then picking every game against the spread in our Las Vegas Quick Picks episode, as always, over the weekend. We appreciate you tuning in the Family Feud Sports Podcast. We're two lifelong sports writers, also father and son, debate the week's hottest sports news. Mr. Alan Dell, we're going to have to jump on and do some NBA uh, podcasting. We've got the NBA season coming up. We've been talking a lot of football these last couple months. We're going to have to make our NBA championship playoff division picks. LeBron James in the Lakers uniform, still not used to seeing that one. But, hey, we still got a lot of football this weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend of football, to say the least. Mr. Allen, how do you want to leave this episode? Well, I'm telling everybody, keep your eye on the New York Jets if you're looking to make a few bucks. Take that game. Take New York and the points. You won't need them because the Jets are going to win. But see, I like crazy ass The the Godfather, Gutsy. is going to get himself off the hot seat, be endeared by the New York fans, and Joe Namath is going to come out of retirement and throw out the first ball in their next game. Okay, so they, 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 maybe you shouldn't take the Jets after all. They say, make sure to pay your bookies, beat the odds makers, have fun with your picks, have a fun weekend watching football. We'll catch you guys and gals next week. Peace out. Hey, Miss Irma, how you doing? I'm great today, Steve. I hope you are. I'm just fine, ma'am. Now pronounce your last name. Britain, Britain, Britain. 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 Just like the country. Yeah, with two T's. <laughs> Britain with two T's. Miss Irma, I love you already. I loved you a long time, Steve. Yeah. Steve Harvey. This the family feud. Baby mama drama. Got the family losing. Smoking. Out the front door fuming, I was just a student, now you look like food, yeah.
Hunger got me moving, starving artists too I'm just being human, I'm a human being I might start a movement, like the Carter 2 When my bitch gets me cheating, we go shop for shoes I'm getting even, now I'm getting even more than that, more than that. Yeah, switch pie, I want more than half Yeah, two say I want more than that, more than that Hot and ready like you ordered that By the time you try to leave a nigga, I was already done being with you yeah. Me ain't gotta fight a nigga, pay me that door, I'm agreeing with you yeah. Pack up and take a demons with you, make sure Make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you Whoa. Steve Harvey, bitch the family feuding Baby mama drama, got the family losing Smoking backwards, out the front door feuding Let me ask something, son, because I ain't never asked Kentucky. What is it that you love?